0: nation's housing shortage marches on and California continues to lead the way. Housing is only one of the many pain points facing this state. For the first time in more than a century, California recorded a net loss in population last year. This phenomenon was long in the making and the housing crisis was only one of many stress points Californians face. California has transitioned from being the land of opportunity to become the land of regulation and control. Still, lawmakers will quickly remind us that California is the world's fifth largest economy and that tech is booming. After all, the state boasted an astounding $76 billion budget surplus in the midst of a pandemic. However, budget surpluses don't reflect well being. Among California's list of woes is the country's top poverty rate. Also, California's housing supply hasn't kept up with demand for decades. The California Department of Housing and Community Development estimates that the state needs 180,000 new units annually to meet demand. Annual inventory growth is 80,000, leaving a shortfall of 100,000 units every year. The housing problem is a drumbeat in the ears of everyone in the state. California Governor Gavin Newsom just signed new bills authorizing $22 billion in new housing construction for an estimated 84,000 new housing units. Every little bit helps, I guess. Today we speak to someone who can get to the heart of the matter, Robert Freed. Robert Freed is CEO of Summerhill Housing Group in San Ramon, California. Summerhill is an affiliate of Marcus & Millichap in Palo Alto. At present, Robert oversees 32 projects, spanning over 5,000 units. Robert comes with quite the background, including KB Homes, on Homes, and the Black Hawk Corporation. Robert, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, nice to be here.
0: Robert, what's the story? How did you land at Summerhill Housing Group?
1: Well, I had known George Marcus for quite some time, and he is the major owner of, of um, Marcus and Chap and the Summerhill Housing Group. And when I was at KB, uh, as much as I enjoyed it, it came to me that I wanted to be more intimate with the business again, which meant getting back to the Bay Area and focusing my attention primarily on the Bay Area, but also get sort of in the trenches again, because I had fortunately risen to a fairly high executive level at KB, but that got you away from, you know, land acquisitions and entitlements and architecture. and, And I really enjoyed that. And so Uh, George and I started talking, and one thing led to another, and and 14 years later, I'm still here having a good time.
0: Summerhill focuses on infill development, primarily in the San Francisco Bay Area. You also build both rental and for-sale housing. What do you look for in a site, especially in differentiating between rentals and for-sale housing?
1: Well, we are always looking to see whether sites could accommodate both housing types, Uh, Naturally, there are some pieces that are only going to be for housing, for sale housing, others accommodate only uh, for rent. But when there's an opportunity to do both, it gives us a competitive advantage because we can um, average out some of the land cost and hopefully make one um, more attractive offers to, to potential sellers. And also in the Bay Area, oftentimes will come in where there's a minimum density level. Say you have to hit 50 units to an acre, but well, you're not gonna do that on a for sale piece. But if we can come in with an apartment building and townhomes and meet that minimum, then we have uh, a benefit um, that others can't provide. And that is that has led to a number of interesting transactions. So that, uh, so that is you know, core to our strategy.
0: What's your secret sauce when scouting opportunity for infill development? Well,
1: we're, um, team with some good professionals. Um, we've been in the area for a long time. Summerhill homes has been, I think in business over 45 years. So we're known to brokers. We're, um, fortunately known to have a good reputation. Um, we operate with our own equity, which gives us a big advantage. So w- most of our transactions, we option the land, take it through the entitlements. So we are not looking for third-party equity to risk those dollars. And that gives us a competitive advantage. And, um, We have long-term relationships with sellers, and that that has benefited us. Um, Lastly, I'd say going back to the reputation, some of our competitors are known to tie up transactions with um, a track record of renegotiating them at the end of it. We, We really try to do strong underwriting in the beginning and meet our commitments through the contract period, and I believe that's helped us quite a bit
0: your corporate strategy seems to be purpose-built new construction rather than adaptive reuse or value-add. Is this because available properties don't lend themselves to reuse, or is there a stronger business case for new construction?
1: Well, I'd say, first of all, the, on the apartment side, our, we are merchant developers. So our, our strategy is to entitle, build, lease up, and stabilize the property and sell it to an institutional-type buyer. So New Class A construction typically fits the the exit that we're looking for more more appropriately, um, and then also the adaptive reuse just frankly scares me. <laughs> I you know I don't I don't know what you're going to find if you open up a building, um, and there are some people that do it really well. So I'd also say I think we're good at understanding our core competency and and trying not to stray fr- too far from that competency.
0: Now you touched on this in the beginning, the Bay Area restricts land that may be developed through urban growth boundaries and open space set-asides. Yet the state of California mandates the community's plan for housing construction, including affordable. Will this push new development into mid-rise and high-rise buildings? Are garden apartments in the Bay Area dead?
1: I think it's very hard to make a garden-style apartment work in the core Bay Area. The both because of the density issues that you mentioned, but also because the, the state and now cities are beginning to understand that we need to supply this housing and density is really the only way to do that. Uh, for the last number of years, I don't think some of the jurisdictions, local jurisdictions, have taken the housing need as seriously as they now are because the state's beginning to exert a little more influence and a little more pressure. Uh, And then land costs in the core Bay Area, you have to get that density to make the numbers work.
0: There is a strong push. There was a strong push for transit oriented development or TOD pre-COVID. Yet some say that the pandemic has made people reluctant to take crowded public transportation. How such fears influence the viability of future TOD?
1: Well, the way I'm approaching it is we tend to focus on sites where we examine the jobs housing balance. And in most core Bay Area markets, there's an excess of jobs over housing units. So you start with that. You start with pent up demand as well. So the places where density work the best probably are gonna be near transportation, but that transportation is probably gonna be near the jobs. So either way, I'm gonna win. Even if the transportation doesn't come back, that public transportation doesn't come back as robustly, it's gonna be near where the job centers are. And that's what we're focused in on. And so for example, we have um, a project in the city of Milpitas that is adjacent to a new BART station and transit center. Uh, I feel good from, from a long-term point of view that that location will be robust. And when we're looking at exiting to again to an institutional buyer, they're going to take a long-term view as well and see the benefits of that transportation hub.
0: Most of Summer Hills multifamily development has been in the Bay Area, but you have an acquisitions office in Southern California, and you've worked in Washington State. How do you decide which markets to consider for expansion opportunities?
1: We look for attributes that we understand from from the Bay Area. So again. Um, looking for jobs centric type locations. So in in, uh, the Seattle area, we we had just sold an entitled piece of land um, that was in Bellevue. And again, growth area uh, right near a new transit center. And uh, we had a pretty uh, significant balance sheet. It was a good time to lighten that through a nice land sale. And we are currently processing another 400 units in Bellevue. So the characteristics are high-tech employers, near transportation, um, strong housing demand. So very much what we're used to here in the core Bay area, Southern California, you know, it's been harder for us to break into that market. It seems that, you know, it's, and I know Southern California pretty well, it's hard to find the attributes that we're looking for. So we, we, um, have been able to do that in Pasadena and that's both, you know, there's, it's good access to transportation, good access to jobs, and it's a highly desirable community. So, we look for those and then our intent is to have some nice investments in those markets but the core bay area is still our primary focus
0: what a great show robert thank you for joining us it's always fascinating to hear how developers navigate the high barrier markets it's a type of magic if you ask me
1: well i don't know if it's magic but i got a great team and uh, a good partner and let me tell you and luck and that always contributes to the outcome thank you for your time today
0: My pleasure. California presents both the highest need and the highest barrier to housing. Although California housing costs are double the nation's average, most builders say that their profit margin is 35% less than in other states which have fewer regulations and lower priced buildable land. The challenges only compound the state's great need for housing and companies like Summerhill, those relentless souls dedicated to the cause will continue to lead the way in meeting that need. Well, that's our show. We're so glad you've joined us today. I'm Linda Hoffman. Look forward to our next exciting episode of NAHB Power Hitters.